guys welcome back to chamito talks life we are back at it again for another episode two ish years hiatus i don't know i really don't know honestly but i'm excited to be back i don't know if you guys are excited for me to be back but it has been a long awaited episode uh just in a couple updates i am in college so don't expect that many episodes so it's going to be a very very different environment and very different vibe recently so just letting y'all know that's how we're starting off but i really want to start off with this movie that just came out on christmas and i know i'm late to the party i know probably a bunch of people have already talked about this but i want to talk about glass onion glass onion the knives out sequel story takes benoit blanc to greece to go and accompany miles bronze mystery murder party and is accompanied by a bunch of his friends and colleagues, except with one little thing. G the game is afoot in this story. Although this movie does take a little bit of a turn, it takes a very weird turn just with the storytelling itself. Like, nothing wrong, but it's just like something different that I wasn't really expecting through th with this film because as going into this movie, I was expecting like a Knives Out level mystery where we as the audience are also trying to solve this murder that's going that's happened or is going to happen so we are on the edge of our seats trying to figure out all the clues all the hidden little details who did it who didn't do it who's innocent who isn't it is what kept me very very like observant while watching knives out the first knives out with Ana de armas jamie lee curtis chris hemsworth and of course uh daniel craig but um you know it's it's an it's a very interesting movie spoilers ahead for everyone this will be your spoiler warning throughout this episode i will be spoiling the movie glass onion so right off the bat miles braun is elon musk in a very 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 weird way just because of how when the movie was shot it was way before elon was going to buy twitter has gone out with all these weird different allegations and shit and has said all these weird shit as well so it's just very very funny to just see edward norton who's playing miles braun this billionaire ceo of this company called alpha who he uh, made the company up with Janelle Monae's um, Andy. So it's just very, it's very interesting how Edward Norton's character, he played a very good role in this movie. I think this was one of his best roles, but I do know that Fight Club was also one of his really great roles, but it was, he did a very good job doing this. And I, I think that this really well represented like Elon Musk and the big high tech CEOs and stuff. And there's also this little thing. I'm going to talk about little details and stuff, but most of the details that I saw on YouTube was from this YouTube channel called New, New Media Rockstars, which I definitely uh, recommend you guys watching uh, if you want to catch all those little Easter eggs and little things that you may have missed. And so that like if you already watched the movie, you can basically just get a rundown of it in that video because they'll talk about it like little things that you missed. But I will also talk about it in this episode, but I just want to refresh everyone's mind i want to talk about it just my initial thoughts as well but yeah let's just get into it so straight off the bat we get with the whole 
wooden box and it's a it's a bunch of little puzzles that you get to see we see that in the movie you see that duke's mom uh dave bautista's mom who is the actress actually was in only murders in the building which is another murder mystery it's a show but um she was also in that actually she was one of the people that was in the building um with selena gomez steve martin martin short great show also by the way i really love that show i'm glad they're doing a season three but I, you get to see a little bit of the personality because remember that in towards the end of the movie, we see that Benoit Blanc has said that Miles Braun is an idiot. And he's also mentioned to him like, oh, like it was very easy to solve all these little, uh, little game puzzles and little game, like all these little kid uh, puzzles and stuff like that. And so that kind of hurt Miles a little bit. You saw his expression there a little bit. So you get to see that Miles Braun in the beginning of the movie is an idiot. He isn't that intelligent. He isn't smart at all. So it was just very interesting to see how that all played out throughout the whole film, even with like embreviate and all the other stupid words that I just could not imagine. Like I have said some words like I probably like mix words together that don't even make that aren't even real, but I don't sound that dumb. Although my friends can probably like, you know, they can testify to that but anyway we get to see that yeah he's a very he's not that smart it's all very easy like even the mom didn't even have to look at the box and she already knew how to open it she knew what the next game was the whole chessboard layout was already played out to get the queen immediately which i believe that's a queen's gambit i'm guessing or not but then we get to see all the different little puzzles one was morse code uh when yo yo ma came out and said that this is a a song there was a song that once you put one layer over it it's a completely different thing we get to see that throughout the whole movie as well so when when he said that we get to see the first part of how we get to see that the first part of the film is one one song from that song so how do i put this in perspective yo yo ma said that when you have this one song and you layered it on top of the of the same song it comes out in a different tune so think about it as in the movie we get to see the first half of the movie when we get introduced with everyone when they get to the island up until the point where andy gets shot or helen i may say you get to see everything play out normally throughout like throughout time throughout like all the events that were going on at the island and then once we get to when Helen comes to Benoit Blanc for help, that's the second tune that layers on top. We get to see little things that we didn't get to see. We saw how Helen threw the remote into the bag for Birdie's bag. And we get to see how she was also in the bush um, spying on Dave Bautista. How we also get to see all these different little layers that we didn't get to see in the first half because we were getting misled and we weren't getting shown that. How Dave Bautista said, hey, remember when you almost pancaked me in front of and then Edward Norton cuts him off and the camera pans away. He says Anderson Cooper's, but you get to hear Dave Bautista in the second half, like during the final act, when they were talking about the flashback, he said, when you almost ran me over at Andy's house, but then that's when Edward Norton's character, Miles, cuts him off and says Anderson Cooper's. And we get to see Dave Bautista's expression of like, damn, he really just caught me off. He was, when you almost pancaked me. And we get to hear that pancaked, pancaked, when he was almost, when he almost got run over by Miles and every and he told everyone out in the open and so then it's a great way of just getting those little nuances and little details throughout the whole film and it's it's very interesting even like throughout the whole like the first film you get a little bit of detail of what's to come the two layers how these are all very easy little things and then when when benoit blanc unwraps everything how he's like 
Miles did not write the, the mystery crime for everyone here. He didn't even plan this whole thing. He didn't even want this and that and that. He steals people's ideas. Even when we get to see when Benoit Blanc tells him like, hey, you planned this whole thing out with people who have motives in this island to kill you. It's like having a loaded gun on the table and you turning off the lights. And then Miles does the exact same thing once Benoit Blanc is downstairs and he like he I don't know how the fuck he did it or how the hell he did it but he got the lights to turn off he got Dave Bautista's gun his name is Duke in the movie and he went away with it and then that's when Benoit Blanc is like dude this dude's a freaking idiot it's just so dumb but no, I, I got respect for that. Like how we get to see like, you know, like gets exploited, not exploited, but like gets revealed to be such an idiot when they are known to society and to the world as a brilliant person built on lies and just secrets and stuff. It's also a little detail that I saw when we get to see the article of him holding the napkin that he that Janelle Monae saw on the article that she was reading before she like trashed her whole living room. We get to see that she, he's doing this pose um, reminiscing of the whole Theranos picture of Elizabeth Holmes, I'm, I think that's her name. Elizabeth Holmes with the little thing to, you know, read the blood and the blood sugar and all that stuff. We, it's, this, it's, the, it's the exact same pose and the exact same, like, black turtleneck. The hairstyle is slicked back. The, the background, like, everything. Everything is so planned out on people and corporations with built on lies and have like lied to the whole like system based, not the system, but to society in general. We get to see that Elizabeth Holmes now is facing, I think, 20 to 23 years in prison for false for like basically just b building her company on lies. Theranos was going to be revolutionary. It was going to be in CVS and all these other places, but she lied. She just kept getting money and not going on with the plan and using other things to value her company which were her own ideas but stole them from others you can see it all in the in the hulu you can see it on the hulu tv show called the dropout great show it was a great show oh my goodness i loved it it was amazing i freaking loved it and i just hated oh my god if we're gonna talk about like true stories and stuff like that the dropout was a great like, it was so well done. Amanda Seyfried deserves every fucking award that comes her way because she nailed it. The look, the smirk, the talk, everything. And this whole scandal was so well done. The scandal is still going on. Trials are still happening. Sonny, the guy that she was engaged with and, uh, like, held with the company, fucked her over as well. But she fucked him over as well. This is a whole scandal. And it's amazing how well they portrayed it how well they told this story but anyway going back to glass onion <laughs> going back to glass onion the only thing that i felt like it was a bit of a letdown in a way comparing to the first knives out movie just because we get to see like the whole story plot we get to see that there is an actual murder we get to see that hold on let me look it up <laughs> i did a movie i did a um I did a whole project on this uh, for my film class in high school, actually. So we get to see that. What's his face? 
Thromby, Thromby, Thromby. Christopher Plummer's Harlan Thromby. We get to see in the, in the very beginning of the movie, before the title screen comes down, we get to see that Harlan Thromby has his neck sliced, slit his throat, and boom, it starts right there. We're like, oh shit, what the fuck just happened? And we get to see police get investigated. We get to we get to see all the interviews with all the families. And then we get to see Benoit Blanc start talking about all this stuff. And then that's when we get to see the flashback when they enter when Ana de Armas enters for investigation. And we get the flashback of how it happened, how she mixed the vials up uh, with morphine and the and the medical stuff, how she mixed the morphine and the other stuff. And so then that led to uh, problems with Har with Harlan An and Ana de Armas' character, Marta, and how he was like, no, you don't want to call the police because then they're going to question you, and when they question you, they're going to find out that you're undocumented and all this stuff. So Harlan was just trying to do the good thing and trying to keep Marta safe while Marta was, like, scared because she didn't want to lose her, her friend, her patient. Like, they were best friends. Then we get to see that Ana de Armas knows about all the other things that were happening with the family. How we could see that Jamie Lee Curtis's husband was actually having an affair and how he was going to tell his daughter about it. And then we get to see that Chris Evans also yelled at him and was saying something about the will. And it was a whole thing that was going to happen. And you get to hear the he said, she said, I was there, you were there, this was happening, that wasn't happening. We get to see all these different things play out in the movie. And you're so intrigued, you're so invested in the investigation and the family drama that that's what led you to such impactfulness and such, you know, impactfulness is not a word. My bad. Uh, just like such emotion, the feeling with Marta that you're so under stress, you're trying to figure out like what really happened, what's with the documents, what's with the um the autopsy for like forms and all this stuff it's all playing out so well also just like the imagery as well ryan johnson is a very good visual storyteller how he did in both of these films very well costume designing very well visually stunning colors and set design and just like everything is very well with just the lighting the camera work one of the first shots that we see in glass onion is when they're at the dock and at the first silhouette shot that i saw ryan johnson explain that that was the first shot that they ever filmed when filming when filming started for glass onion and I think that was a very, very well, like very good silhouette. I love silhouette shots, even in just like in general. And just like the costume designing was so well done. Kate Hudson's character was literally just a batshit color, you know, just it was a bunch of color. I loved it. I love that line. Like you get to see like in the beginning of Glass Onion, everyone is wearing different kinds of masks. You see that Catherine Hahn is wearing a cloth mask, not really doing much. And she's also the governor of, a, of Kentucky, I think. And then you get to see that Lionel is wearing a surgical mask because he's a scientist and he's also working for Alpha. And we get to see Kate Hudson's character and she's wearing just like what Lana Del Rey wore at some award show that is just like a bunch of holes literally does not protect anything you get to see the mouth the nose everything not protecting shit and then we get to see that duke and whiskey don't aren't even wearing masks because they don't give a fuck and and the other thing is that it was interesting because it was said during the pandemic when we were all like closed off we were all at home and we get to see that there were people that were actually like going out and like seeing other people and just like doing all these things while, we're, while everyone else at home was isolated, was doing work from home. And we get to see that everyone, that all these different people were doing something while everyone was at home. And, you know, it was an interesting take. And I think that Ryan Johnson 
played it very well. It just gave everyone a little bit of PTSD when the title card for May 13th, 2020 came up in the beginning of the film. It brought me back. I'm like, oh shit, like that happened? Like, damn, like that felt like such a long time ago. Like, like it happened such a long time ago. Like that's when like the podcast, like when this podcast started. When this podcast started, it was during the lockdown. So it brought me back a little bit. I'm like, damn, like what happened back then? Like 2020, May 2020, I was like, you know, I was still in school. George Floyd was uh, murdered. We were all in lockdown and Black Lives Matter protests were happening while the police brutality was also starting up. And, you know, we're all at home working. We're also still trying to figure out all this online work and online school. And, you know, it was... It was interesting just to like reflect a little bit, gave a little bit of PTSD, but you know, it was, it was interesting and how, okay. One thing I did not, that me and my family, we didn't really like as much was the whole Mona Lisa towards the end of the movie. And I got to say that, you know, burning the Mona Lisa, you know, it's symbolic, poetic. It's represents that his dream and his idea that he met that he got when he was in peru traveling when miles braun was in peru traveling and got the idea from this guy about this less hydro whatever majig gem crystal thing that can power up cities and houses and whatever and workstations and whatever it just shows that it was an interesting idea bringing that all together and but having the mona lisa there was kind of dumb it just shows how dumb he is but also just like how dumb it was to really burn it down just to burn down the mona lisa like i, I know it wasn't the real mona lisa but it was just kind of dumb to just you know to burn it at the end and i also like the 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 little hints there was a there was a painting in the bathroom when helen and benoit were in the bathroom discussing there was a painting behind benoit and it showed this it was a blue black background with yellow light with yellow stars i think with a black figure there but only with a red dot near the heart and it's a little symbolic to you know when helen gets shot in the movie and it hits right at the at the heart but then the the, the diary the the journal stops it which is also another dumb thing that that little thin journal could stop a fucking bullet i think that was really dumb whatever i don't really care it's a movie it's not my movie either so i didn't direct it i didn't edit it i didn't do anything i'm just critiquing here but i still you know i somewhat enjoyed the movie in a way the other detail i was going to go back to was the detail of the burning of the mona lisa we get to see that edward norton is sad and he has his his hands in front of his face and then when the mona lisa starts to burn and you get to see the wood like turn to ash that's when he puts his hands to his face and he's screaming it is just like the painting of the scream of the guy on the bridge screaming with his face with his hands on his face and it was just interesting it was interesting to just see that and it was it was a nice little detail as well just to get to see all these different draw like these different paintings around him and they're all these dumb like paintings like his body on the brad pitt a body from fight club which is kind of weird because if edward norton starred in fight club and this is set in 2020 and he's playing as miles braun does miles braun think that he has a doppelganger in fight club because that's the that's the reference there that's the reference there that every that that, that that's brad pitt's body but with edward norton's face on it and then we get to see that he also has a kanye mural which is like controversial nowadays because kanye has said a lot of stuff like nazi stuff and holocaust and it was just not it, but it gets to show that, you know, dumb people follow dumber people. I've been taking my philosophy class, so it's kind of interesting to just see how 
one follows the dumb how one can change things but if others stick to the status quo then it's not gonna they're not gonna live they're not gonna understand the world around them and also just the other thing that benoit blanc said to birdie while uh, they were all sitting around by the pool was the whole it's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth which i think was like i was like that's bars that's gotta be bars yeah it's just like in a secret it's a little like twist and secret irony like you know it's just like and also just like the other the other thing the pool scene when not the pool scene but you know when they're all sitting around by like on the couches and stuff you get to see that miles is telling blanc about like you know you start off with something small and then that's when you start getting to something bigger and then something bigger and then you get to the thing that like you know that's when everyone starts joining in and then you get to the thing that you desire the most and that's when they start to break it or whatever i don't remember the full quote i'm just like paraphrasing here you get to see that with the final scene when helen is breaking all the glass things around her is the thing that everyone wants to break because it's so fragile and it's right there so she starts off small she starts breaking one then a second, then a third, then a fourth, then a fifth. And then that's when everyone starts joining in. Whiskey does it. Then Kate Hudson's character does it. Birdie does it. And then that's when Lionel and Catherine Hahn's character does it. And they start breaking shit. And then that's when Helen starts going to the bigger shit. She starts going to the crossbow uh, knight statue, glass statue. And then she goes to the glass piano that belonged to some artist. And then she gets to the bar, which is under the the ventilation. And that's when she starts setting it on fire. And then when she sets it on fire, she opens up the Mona Lisa, which is the one thing that Miles desired and wanted to have in the same breath, which is what he wanted with the clear thing, the little crystal hydro thing that I mentioned earlier. It was just very interesting to see how at the end she was like, well, nice job. You just burned the Mona Lisa with your high tech thing that wasn't even supposed to come out and you basically rushed everyone and this isn't even your idea and it's why my sister like stepped away from the company because of this because she didn't want to see the world burning fire like what you just did to the mona lisa boom bar but yeah that's kind of it what i want to discuss with glass onion uh let me know your thoughts on like what you guys thought of glass onion i think it was an okay film and the ending could have been a little bit more satisfying in a way but um i wish there was an actual murder though well i mean there was a murder but like i wish there was like a murder at the island or like maybe it was like a joint murder to kill miles like if the whole story was that he wanted to do this mystery murder party and he wanted to do this mini mystery murder party with his friends and they all go for it and they're like oh ha 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 like all this and that all this and that and then he actually does get murdered and then it's like an actual case like okay then like what are the intentions with everyone what can happen what who who can be involved what are their what are their intentions with this murder and then at the end watch it be like everyone like everyone fucked him over like it can't be andy but like everyone collectively like wanted to kill him and they all killed him like orient express murder like killed him spoiler alert to orient express which i just did like yeah sorry about that but yeah it was just like i feel like it could have you know had more anticipation of like if the murder was an actual like you know actually happened at the island if it happened to miles and it was more of like investigating and everyone is a sus suspect even though everyone was basically a suspect but yeah you know what i mean but yeah those are my thoughts on glass onion a knives out story i know ryan justin does not like that it was called a knives out story so i'm just gonna call it glass onion which also a beatles song which you heard at the end which glass onion 
Here it is on Urban Dictionary. Originating from the Beatles song Glass Onion off their 1968 self-titled or white album, the term was believed to mean a glass-lidded coffin by the followers of the Paul is Dead conspiracy. The real meaning of the song is that people were overanalyzing the Beatles lyrics. A glass onion is something that would have layer after layer peeled away only to realize that it is a transparent all along. So it's like looking through the glass onion, like you're peeling at nothing basically. You already see the center, why you keep peeling it, you're over analyzing it. It is just a glass onion. So yeah, those are my thoughts on glass onion. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, a little comeback episode. But yeah, follow my Instagram at angulos underscore angles, which is my photography and video, which I've uploaded some videos on there. I've, I've uploaded a lot of videos and photos throughout the past year. If you guys don't follow my TikTok, also another thing, follow my Twitter at El Chamito Papito. I'm glad I'm back at doing this. This is like the one night I actually got to uh, record a podcast episode. I've been lazy and slacking off a little bit, but, uh, you know, college is no joke. So, yeah, I want you all to stay safe. Bendiciones para todo el mundo. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Don't do anything stupid. If you're going to do anything stupid, just be safe about it. All right? Thank you all. I love you so much. Bye-bye. And it's not pausing. Hold on.